This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Thursday, January 26, 2023. Judge orders release of body cam footage from Paul Pelosi hammer attack. Biden's document scandal troubles continue to build. And Trump is coming back. Facebook and Instagram. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert joins the show soon to talk about all of it. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we do this show for you. We do this show without corporate interference. We do this show solely so that we can bring you the news of the day that matters so very much. And this is a story that we have been covering so closely because it is so unbelievably confusing. It absolutely obliterates the principles of Occam's razor, right? Like, so you should be able to learn more about a subject as more information is exposed. So the more information you get on the variables inside of an equation, the mathematical tables, the multiplication tables should start to shrink, right? And you should be able to see and understand more about what happened in any crime, in any type of major event internationally. You should be able to look at the evidence and say, hey, Wow, this makes sense. Here's what's going on here, and this is really logical, okay? The more sunlight, the better. The more sunlight, the best disinfectant. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we begin today with a story that may not be the top of the news cycle, but certainly is something that we care about because we've been covering it since the day that we heard the news break of Paul Pelosi with an intruder in his house and both of these men uh, being caught. In, in, a, in, a tax, in an attack where Paul Pelosi is harmed, injured horribly by a hammer, right? He has to be hospitalized, uh, life-threatening injuries. And so what happened there? This, of course, shot around the world as news. This, of course, shot around the world as the big MAGA attack of the moment. This man was a depraved MAGA Trump Republican. Donald Trump is at fault. They're attacking Paul Pelosi, that's Nancy Pelosi's husband, in his house. This was intended to be Nancy Pelosi, and this is why you shouldn't vote for Republicans. Joe Biden came out and said it. There was multiple news cycles. The world stopped on its axis, and everyone said, wow, how evil. Everyone inside of the corporate press said, how evil. MAGA Republicans don't vote for Republicans. Remember that in the midterms, children, and they moved on. And then they stopped talking about it. And you haven't heard anything about it since. What's that I hear? What's that in the corner? What's that in the corner of the, uh, is it crickets? Is it total crickets? This is what the corporate media did. It's crickets. Nothing. You haven't heard a thing. And more importantly, you have gotten zero release of evidence. Evidence that we have a right to see. For instance, the body cam footage. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you a wonderful update on this extremely peculiar story. And the reason why we say it's peculiar is because as evidence drops, it should become more clear what happened. And the more we learn about this case, the more curious it is, and the more we understand verifiable lies about this story that we must discuss. 
and we will break everything down for you here in painful detail because it is worth going through the actual facts of the case. Fact. We know the man named David DePape is an illegal immigrant. In America, this is the attacker of Paul Pelosi, in America, because of a broken immigration system and because of California sanctuary city status, we know that this man, according to his neighbors and his next of kin, was a Green Party member progressive lefty. That's what we know. That's what they've said. What else do we know about David DePape? We know that he broke into Paul Pelosi's house, according to the police reports, and attacked Paul Pelosi. What else? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's where the details begin to really become super confusing. And that's why, not this show, not just the Benny show, and by the way, thank you all so much. We're seeing record viewership. This is a community. We thank you so much for supporting independent media so that we can talk about this story for the next hour if we need to, because we're going to get to the truth here. And you watching, subscribing, support us and our ability to do this kind of research and to support this staff so that we can really dive in to the details here on this story. And so we thank you for your subscription. We thank you for clicking subscribe. We thank you for clicking like. We thank you for watching. And also a huge shout out to our brand new viewers at Mediate. Really, you're going to have a field day with this show. So, ladies and gentlemen, why are we asking these questions along with some people that we often criticize? Actually, the people that we regularly criticize here the most, the corporate press. Do you know, and of course this was not widely reported, that CNN, the New York Times, the Associated Press, Fox News, along with NBC, CBS, and other affiliates sued the city of San Francisco because they were withholding evidence in this case. Ladies and gentlemen, often we are not joined by CNN and the New York Times, but we were in our desire to find out more, to find out the actual facts about this case. They sued the city of San Francisco and won on a very key piece of evidence, the body cam footage. Release the body cam footage. Now we're going to go through a TikTok timeline of exactly what happened and when in this attack and how curious it is, the details of this attack and how important it will be to see this body cam footage. It has been released, ladies and gentlemen. A San Francisco judge on Wednesday, late last night, ruled that the police body cam footage from October 22nd hammer attack of Paul Pelosi, the husband of former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, must be made public. Why were they trying to keep it a secret in the first place? Ask yourself that question. In the ruling, Judge Stephen Murray sided with a group of media outlets, including the Associated Press, Los Angeles Times, New York Times, sought access to the dramatic footage, as well as evidence against David DePape. The alleged attacker, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, the coalition of media outlets demanded the release of the footage back in December when it was submitted to an open court and admitted into evidence during a hearing. The content and media outlets also include Paul Pelosi's 911 call, the U.S. Capitol Police surveillance footage of Paul Pelosi's home, DePape interview and San Francisco Police Department uh, investigator in which he discussed the attack. The charging documents against DePape show that cops witnessed the attack and that it was recorded on their body cameras. Pelosi and DePape both holding a hammer with one hand, DePape and his other hand holding Pelosi's forearm. Pelosi greeted the officers, the documents outlined. Pelosi greeted the officers. Oh, we're going to get into it. Very strange. Very curious. All of it. 
So what's most curious, and we'll stop here to make a singular point, which is uh, if you are trying a case against someone and you have evidence that proves their innocence or guilt, depending on where you are, prosecution, defense, you want that evidence to be made public. The court of public opinion is a very strong court. It's what you know got OJ off the hook, right? Even though his DNA is sitting there on a bloody glove at the crime scene, even though his footprints, the bloody footprints match his shoes, OJ is allowed to roam free, right? The court of public opinion can be weaponized and you can create doubt inside of a jury by simply releasing the evidence. Well, this would make a lot of sense. So they want to put David DePape away. Perhaps he belongs put away for the rest of his life. Who knows? Or deported to Canada where he probably should have been deported from the beginning. Instead, he was living inside of a BLM van with a marijuana flag, gay pride flag outside of it. That's where he was living, doing psychedelic drugs as a nudist. Fact, 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 fact. And a Green Party progressive, according to his family and neighbors. So why wouldn't you release the body cam footage? Why would you be holding this evidence back? Why do media outlets have to sue, which is an expensive and very odd endeavor, in order to get this footage released? This is strange. It reminds us of Paul Pelosi's DUI, which we will get to in a moment, where Paul Pelosi had a DUI and they wouldn't release his DUI footage. Fox News had to sue in order to get that footage. It's an expensive process. It's a complicated process. Why are you not releasing this? Of course, this was all taken through police cameras, which are public property, which mean we have a public right to see this footage. Same with January 6th. Same with the rest of it. Why hold the footage back? Why do the Pelosi's do this? Why are the Pelosi's so against free speech and free information? Well, because they're tyrants. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest people. They passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold, birch gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account today. Birch gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, this news shocked the political world and it is sending shock waves and great fear through the apparatus that wishes to lie to you. Have a listen. The Fox News alert. A California judge has ruled that the Paul Pelosi hammer attack body cam footage must be released. The judge has sided with Fox News and is saying that San Francisco officials must turn over not only the body cam footage from the San Francisco Police Department, which shows the attack, but also DePape's recorded interview 
with the police investigators where he discusses the encounter with Pelosi. Also, the Pelosi 911 call. Also, Capitol Hill police video surveillance footage of DePape casing the Pelosi house. And we are waiting San Francisco officials to turn that footage over to us and we'll bring it to you tonight as soon as we have it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is confusing because you normally don't hide evidence, especially if you have an innocent, if you're defending an innocent party or if that evidence could help you in the court of public opinion. They're clearly hiding this evidence, much like they did with Paul Pelosi's DUI footage, because they know that it will hurt or harm the Pelosi's, the end, or it will create confusion. And we're not the only ones, by the way, who were confused by this incident. Are you aware that the district attorney and the Department of Justice, and this became a federal issue because it was a federal official or a, a federal home, a home of a federal official, Nancy Pelosi, that was attacked. Do you know that though they had conflicting reports that the DOJ, our federal law enforcement, and our local law enforcement, the district attorney there in San Francisco, both had conflicting reports about what happened in the incident, given the evidence? It's ex- entirely strange. The October 28th attack had federal officers saying something entirely different than what the local officer said. That's odd. Watch. This all has to do with the moments, seconds really, just before Paul Pelosi was struck in the head with a hammer inside his San Francisco home. Now, there continues to be contradicting accounts of a relatively simple question. Who opened the door that night when San Francisco police arrived to the Pelosi house? Now, the Department of Justice says the two officers opened the door. That's according to a federal indictment filed earlier this week. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, in another court document that was filed earlier this month, said Mr. Pelosi opened the door with his left hand. So the question is, what really happened? According to a source familiar with the investigation who personally watched the police body camera footage from that night, Officers knocked on the door of the Pelosi home, then backed away. And the video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opened the door with his left hand, just like what was noted in the documents filed by the DA's office. Now, also as written in the DA docs, the source tells us the body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David DePap. That's the man accused of breaking into the Pelosi home before DePap starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. We reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation on its differing account of this seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door. But so far, we have not heard back. So what you have here is, given the evidence that is on video, federal law enforcement seems to be lying or misconstruing the evidence in this case in order to assist in a narrative about Nancy Pelosi and her husband. That's what you have. That's obviously happening. The local media reporters are there saying, hey, wait a second. Why would Paul Pelosi open the door for police and then return in the ha- to, to the house where his attacker allegedly is? What's going on here? Not allegedly. His attacker was in the house. These are strange questions. And we're going to get through. We're going to go through the court documents today. We're going to show you exactly what has been presented in evidence in the court. And we'll let you decide. Based on the curious and strange details that not even San Francisco officials have an answer for. By the way, San Francisco, a city entirely run like Gotham by the evil Pelosi family. They are like Batman villains inside of San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi has represented this little teeny district 
in San Francisco for nigh on 40 years. So when the district attorney is saying, uh, hey, there's some real problems with this case and Paul Pelosi is going to have some major questions to answer, uh, that doesn't bode well. What does this mean? Watch this clip. Garnered a fair share of conspiracy theories about what actually happened that night. As part of your investigation, are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived? What I'm not able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. Um, all we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently, and he will one day need to explain, right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going on in his mind. Okay, so why he did what he did. Now, that is the district attorney saying, okay, Paul Pelosi is going to have to answer some questions about the curious behavior of Paul Pelosi that night. Now, let us begin by saying that this entire case, all of this, is evidence that has been presented in court. We're about to give you the TikTok of the court documents. We went through all of them. And you're going to see exactly the case that the feds have against David DePape and what they have on record because of 911 phone calls, recordings, and video evidence that must now be released about the strange encounter that night on October 22nd, 2022, two weeks before the midterm election. The encounter that was allegedly done by a Trump-supporting, MAGA hat-wearing, let's go Brandon, acolyte of the 45th president of the United States. That's when the story begins to break down, okay? So let's talk through the verifiable lies in this case and the political engineering in order to whip this thing together into some type of political win for Democrats before a midterm election. I mean, it's, it's this sick, sick stuff. And I'll begin by saying two things. One, we never, ever want anyone to be hurt on this show. And we won't make light of this. We want Paul Pelosi to be healthy. We want everyone to be healthy and not to ever have, suffer any violence of any kind. In fact, we go through these details in order to make sure that this, these kind of things can be prevented and we can talk about these issues. That is extremely important. And then two, skepticism can never be wrong. Skepticism is the prerequisite to truth. And so asking questions, especially given the evidence that is being presented in federal court, is important. We want the truth. We want more footage. The people who are the enemy of this story, the people who are using this story is not us, is the people who do not want you to know the truth and do not want evidence to be out and do not want the body cam footage to be released. Those are the people who are trying to weaponize this for evil. We simply want the truth to come out and we don't want these kind of things to happen. Obviously. So here we go. Let's talk to... David DePape, the attacker here. Let's talk to his son. What did he have to say to the media? Well, shouldn't we go to his family member and just have, like see a little bit about what this guy was about? What does David DePape's son have to say? David DePape's son to the Daily Mail. For all we know, he was some sort of sex slave. Son of Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker says his father is not evil, believes, human, believes in human rights, and was not a right-wing conservative. 
Uh, Okay, this is his kid talking. So we're going to allow the man's son to speak in his own words. And we'll let you decide. The man accused of breaking into uh, Nancy Pelosi's house, battering her elderly husband with a hammer, has suffered a life of abuse, according to his son. There's no person on the planet that's gone through more suffering. If you look into his eyes, you can see he's a sad person, says the man's son. He isn't a danger to society. I don't even know even if he attacked Mr. Pelosi. For all we know, he was some sort of sex slave. This is what David DePape's son points out. Last name Gonzalez. The man's name is, sorry, the man's name is Neb, Nebzov, Nebzov Gonzalez. Okay, that's my best attempt at the man's name. I believe that's his photo right there on screen. He often told us he was raised in an abusive home. Well, hurt people hurt people. That's a fact. And a lot of a lot of the horrible things that happen in society is because of horrible parents who do allow their children to either be abused uh, by a system uh, here in society, by others, or by themselves. It's a, re- a wretched practice, but yes, hurt people hurt people. I'm surprised about the whole thing. There's still a lot of questions, his son says. I have no clue what happened or how it happened. There are many questions and answers right now. Do we even know what really happened? Gonzalez says uh, that when they were younger, he would take him to the park and the beach and that his father was an environmentalist. He debunked the idea that the attack was politically motivated. I'm reading to you directly from the Daily Mail here, okay? My father, these are direct quotes. My father had a lot of political views. He told me a lot of different things. He didn't subscribe to either political party, Democrat or Republican. DePape said that the parties are just covers and colors. What matters are the policies of each individual person. Each individual person is unique. It's not about right or left. That's a distraction. Gonzalez says his father was a member of the Green Party. My father's a progressive. He believed in human rights, equality, and justice. He was against the war, peace activist, hardly a right-wing conservative, as he's been branded. He's been very progressive. And his son says he admires Pelosi. Huh? Okay. Well, all right. That's one man's opinion. That's some direct family member. Maybe, let's 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 view this through a critical lens here. Maybe his son is trying to protect his dad and trying to you know spread a lie or something because his family, he wants to protect his family and this has brought shame upon his family. Okay, so let's set that opinion aside for a second. Let's go to someone outside of David DePape's family who happened to also be in close proximity to DePape who knew him very, very well, his neighbor. What did his neighbor have to say the morning after this attack was made public? Go. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers, and that's who gravitates toward them. And the children, I'm sorry, the children who live there, they seem to be underage or under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. And Trisha, again, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh, because of their support for uh, the gay community um, and for... Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> for other people, but uh, it is uh, now I'm not sure what way they lean yeah. because because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah. pot. Yeah. So. OK, I mean, yeah, you all saw the photo, right? The BLM flag. The gay pride flag with the marijuana leaves on it. The truck that he lived in. According to his neighbors and his son, this man was a left wing progressive. Seems very odd. Seems extreme. It seems just extremely strange. So then why would they run headlong into this 
idea that he is a right-wing Republican. That is the first thing that seemed extremely odd. Then the media began to cover up and fire reporters who were reporting facts about this case. Full stop. Let me repeat it. The corporate press fired journalists, suspended, correction, suspended journalists who were reporting facts about this case. Facts, verifiable. That is not normal behavior. The corporate press went through and deleted accurate reporting, well-researched, documented scoops reporting about this case. Why? This is called narrative protecting. This is evil. You want to talk about who's actually trying to profiteer, spin, or weaponize this into some sort of psyop in order to get some gain out of it? It's not us because we just want the facts out there. Oh, those are the facts. Oh, got it. Okay, this is what happened. The end. It's these people. Ladies and gentlemen, the people who banned a clip, NBC News, I'm talking to you, who had a reporter, Miguel Aguilar is his name, who went and did a report on the behavior of Paul Pelosi opening up the door and then walking back into his house towards his attacker and not running and declaring an emergency to police, which everybody thought, including the officers, was very curious at the time. Miguel Aguilar did a report. It ran on NBC. It was up on NBC's website. And then within probably two hours of us noticing it, we were the first people to notice it. Thank God we ripped the video because then they went and memory hold all of it and had to apologize for it. Said that this reporter didn't follow journalistic ethics. Huh? We know now that this reporter reported 100% factual evidence about this attack. They needed to uphold a narrative before a midterm election. That is the only explanation. Watch the original report from this reporter that got deep sixed because it didn't follow in line with the narrative is far too close to the midterm elections to have this kind of information out there. Watch. Good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. There it is. The Today Show has deleted the clip 
and scrubbed it from their website because it did not meet reporting standards. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at that time, we had not had a trial for David DePape. David DePape, the illegal immigrant, nudist, Green Party, progressive, according to his sons and neighbors, who was presumably, presumably, uh, at the House for what reason? We need to know. So let's check the court documents. Let's go ahead and check the TikTok of what happened there. Let's find out if that reporting deserved to be deleted or not, or if it was 100% accurate. Let's begin with the 911 call, okay? David DePape breaks into the Pelosi's house. This has been presented in court. This is the evidence that is presented in court. In court today, body cam footage and interviews, along with Pelosi's 911 call, were played for a jury. Pelosi woke up to find David DePape standing over him with a hammer. DePape had thrown himself through a downstairs window when Paul Pelosi, 82, was sleeping in his upstairs bedroom. DePape had with him a backpack that contained a small hammer, a uniform costume, a Canadian passport because he's a legal criminal migrant, vitamins, underwear, crayons, scissors, crayons, toothbrush, money, water, flavor packets, Body-worn camera matches cell phone and gloves, crayons. What was he going to do? Color with Paul? There are reports that said that he needed to, he asked Paul Pelosi to get up out of bed so he could take a nap because he was tired from the break-in. When Pelosi first called 911, he had been convinced that DePape, uh, he had convinced DePape to let him go to the bathroom where his phone was charging. He told the operator that a man was in the house after convincing DePape to let him use the bathroom. The operator on the 911 phone call responded, uh, Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi asking for his name. He said, I'm Paul Pelosi. He told me to put the phone down. What's his name? The operator asked, referring to DePape, the attacker. What's his name? Another man could then be heard shouting in the background. This has been played in court. David DePape. <laughs> what? So you attack Paul Pelosi, you let him call 911, and when you know he's on a 911 phone call, you shout at the operator what your real name is? You, like, alert the operator to who you are? And what's going on? Again, it's just weird. So he yells his real name at the operator. Apparently, this is the 911 phone call that we will all hear. What we do have right now is the dispatch call from 911 about Paul Pelosi's incident. Here's what it sounded like. Northern four car, a priority 910-2640 Broadway, cross of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. 12 over back and copy. Okay. So then what happens? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. That phone call where Paul Pelosi calls him a, f- a friend, 
Then this may have just been Paul Pelosi being nervous, whatever. It's on the phone call. We will hear and see the body cam footage. And what we're about to show you and what we're about to talk you through this, this series of things is the strangest part of this entire story. So Paul Pelosi calls this guy a friend of Nancy's, possibly just nerves because he's in the bathroom and some weird man's there with a hammer. David DePape shouts his real name to the authorities. And then the police show up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading to you directly from ABC News, okay, which was in the courtroom when they went through the TikTok of what the body cam footage shows, okay? So David Pape announces who he is to the 911 operator. The 911 operator dispatches a police car. Apparently, Capitol Police, which should have been monitoring the home and the cameras, their cameras malfunctioned, and the Capitol Police officer was asleep or something during this attack. Totally weird. Kevin McCarthy should really get on top of that. And we'll ask Lauren Boebert, who will be joining the show soon, about it. But what's going on here with the Capitol Police? These, again, are questions. Okay, so here's what happened. In an effort to remain calm, Pelosi phoned 911 from the bathroom. He did not communicate clearly that someone had broken into the house. DePape says, I didn't come here to surrender. If you stop me, it's like stopping me from going after evil and you will take the punishment. So David DePape allegedly threatens then Paul Pelosi. Then there's a knock at the door. Police end up going to the house and knocking at the door. Who answers the door? This is evidence presented in court. Paul Pelosi answers the door. Paul Pelosi answers the door and returns to the dimly lit foyer. Paul Pelosi answers the door with his left hand, keeping his right hand on the bottom handle of a hammer that DePape had brought with him. DePape had one hand on top of the hammer, and he was holding Paul Pelosi's arm with the other. The way the charging document describes it, the situation had been calm until this moment. Pelosi was soothing the intruder. Paul Pelosi did not declare an emergency. Paul Pelosi did not rush to police custody. Paul Pelosi returned into the dimly lit foyer with the officers, the officers sensing that there was a weapon involved, a hammer, said, drop the hammer. This apparently spooked DePape. We'll find out in the footage. And then DePape pulled the hammer away, wrenched the hammer away, reading to you directly from the documents, wrenched the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi, immediately stepped back and lunged at Pelosi, striking him in the head with a hammer, knocking him unconscious. The officers rush into the house and then tackle the defendant and disarmed him. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happened. So, the Today Show deleted and then punished a reporter for factual evidence caught on camera, reported out in the corporate media. Why? Miguel Aguilar, a corporate media reporter for NBC News, deserves an explanation, an apology, probably has a lawsuit on his hand, because NBC News is taking actions to prevent information from reaching you before the midterm election. That is the only explanation here. Because this is all on camera. This has now been presented in court. Ask yourself, who is trying to use this situation 
for their own advantage. It certainly isn't our show, which just wants the facts. Why would Nancy Pelosi call in an exorcist to her home? Nancy Pelosi, according to Fox News, calls in a priest to perform exorcism after her husband's hammer attack. Huh? Wait, okay, so you're going to start parlaying with the demonic forces in this place now. Let's listen to the news about this exorcism. Exorcisms are more common than you'd think. Even former speakers of the House have them. Nancy Pelosi. A month after Pauly P got hammered in the head, Nancy apparently thought there were dark spirits left in the House. Her daughter, Alexandra, told The Times that Nancy had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. So Nancy Pelosi is now exercising her home. Alexandria Pelosi, the daughter of Nancy Pelosi, tells the New York Times that her mother called priests to perform an exorcism of the house over Thanksgiving when David Page allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Nancy Pelosi, her daughter, said she felt guilty that her husband was injured by a man who was looking for her. I think that it weighed really heavily on her soul. I think it felt really guilty. I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests come trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. Alexandria Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, tells the New York Times. He's a strong person, athletic. He's been tough. It'll be months before he's back to normal. Uh, Okay, this has not been a normal one. There is no normal here. And by the way, if that priest is there, maybe he should start saying prayers for all of the innocent millions of children who have been executed due to Nancy Pelosi's policies, sacrificed due to Nancy Pelosi's policies, ladies and gentlemen. Because that is what happens when you are an advocate for abortion against your church, against the teachings of your faith, against the teachings of Christ himself, who said, let the little children come unto me Do not harm a hair on their heads, otherwise it will be like you should get a giant boulder tied around your neck and chucked into the ocean. Those are the words of Christ. Nancy Pelosi, an alleged Catholic, so Catholic she calls in priests to do exorcisms, although her own bishop has denied her communion. The Archbishop of San Francisco denies uh, Nancy Pelosi communion. But yeah, maybe maybe that priest should do a couple of... uh, a couple of other exorcisms for Nancy Pelosi's soul while he's there. This has not been normal for the Pelosi family. What's going on with these people? Pride cometh before destruction. Paul Pelosi has been on a bender as of late. Paul Pelosi was in the news when this attack happened because Paul Pelosi had been caught drunk driving and putting the lives of his fellow Californians in danger. Another thing that the Pelosi's tried to cover up. You may recall Paul Pelosi so drunk he's falling over on other body cam footage from police officers who caught him in Napa Valley driving to their mansion. uh, Stone drunk, stone cold drunk. He was actually arrested for this. Watch. If you feel like you're not impaired, we could just skip to doing a breath breath test. Yeah, you can grab onto my shoulder. Yeah, so feet together, arms on your sides. You're going to look up to the sky, and then you're going to close your eyes, and then I'm going to say begin. And then I want you to injure yourself. Would you be willing to do the breathalyzer test? And I, I wouldn't want it, you to fall over and hurt yourself. 
Are you sure you could complete the test? Okay. Because I really don't want you to fall over and hurt yourself. That's the last thing I'll Right, but but that that defeats the whole purpose of the test, grabbing onto a throw car. So I'm requesting that you take a, uh, a breathalyzer test. Um, it's not a it's a, it's a voluntary test, but, but so so none of the tests are pass or fail. Are you willing to do the breathalyzer test? So Paul Pelosi sort of showed his hand here in this. And this happened just a few months before the Pelosi attack showed his hand here by claiming to the officers that they need to let him go or let him free because he is a high profile person. This is how the Pelosi's operate. Again, when we say that it's like a mafia or Batman villain there in San Francisco, absolutely verifiably correct. Go. And when Paulie realized things weren't really going his way, he pulled a do you know who I am? Wait, wait, wait. Can we hear that one more time? And then this time, keep it rolling? Right, no, I, I understand who you are. And I'm not, I'm not here to try to, to do anything uh, to... Okay, we'll do. ...draw any negative attention to you. Um, if you've been honest with me, there's really nothing that you should be worried about in terms of the alcohol you consume. Have you been honest with me about your consumption being only two, two glasses of, of, of alcohol? So let me make a couple things exceedingly clear about our truth searching here. One, we've had personal interactions with the Pelosi's. We, our team has been on the receiving end of Nancy Pelosi's demand for censorship, for her absolute arch control of media narratives. Two things here. One, we've spoken with members of the Democrat caucus who are friends of us. Remember, I lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years, very small city. We've spoken with active members of the Democrat caucuses who are scared to death of Nancy Pelosi and her control over the media. There is no doubt in my mind that it is Nancy Pelosi and her operation that got that NBC story that was inconveniently reporting the facts about her husband spiked. You see there in a clip, Paul Pelosi, trying to say to the officers, yo, hey, listen, I'm a high profile person. You can't do this to me. This is how the Pelosi's operate. We have been on the receiving end of this. A couple of years ago, Donald Trump was giving a speech, a State of the Union speech, and Nancy Pelosi got up behind him and ripped up his State of the Union speech. Now, in that speech, which was Donald Trump, one of Donald Trump's absolute best, okay, was overshadowed by Nancy Pelosi ripping up the speech, which is deeply deeply malevolent and the banality of evil and pretend like absolute childishness. But nonetheless, our team made a version where Nancy Pelosi ripped up the speech while Donald Trump was listing some of the accomplishments of his administration and some of the Americans that were in attendance. The video, which is verifiably what Nancy Pelosi ripped up, right? So Nancy Pelosi is ripping up the text of, of, of Donald Trump's speech. We were putting in stark relief the reality that Nancy Pelosi is ripping up these beautiful American stories. We'll play you a very small section of the video. It went like this. Charles is one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen, the first black fighter pilots, and he also happens to be Ian's great grandfather.
Tonight, we have a very special surprise. I am thrilled to inform you that your husband is back from deployment. He is here with us tonight, and we couldn't keep him waiting any longer. So we would love to play you that full clip. We'll probably resurface it on social media so that you can see the entire five-minute thing of Donald Trump's wonderful speech there in Congress talking about American stories, American heroes, Tuskegee Airmen, returned military men to their families, and so on and so on. And Donald Trump goes through and lists all these wonderful, wonderful accomplishments of his administration, and Nancy Pelosi rips them all to shreds. Factual, because inside of that speech are all of these American stories. Now, Nancy Pelosi, when we did that video and we put it on social media and Donald Trump shared that video along with Donald Trump Jr. and a number of other high profile Republicans, Donald Trump shared that video. Nancy Pelosi dispatched her demon minions to harass news sites, to write hit pieces about us, to write hit pieces about Facebook and Twitter. Nancy Pelosi dispatched her team to attack us for a true video, a real verifiable video of her ripping up this speech and these American stories, and they wanted it deleted from media. This is how much they think that they're in literal demonic control of the information that you should have in front of you. I mean, it is sick. We got Miguel Aguilard, okay? Let's just for turn of phrase, we did. She did the same thing to us as she did to that NBC News reporter. That NBC News reporter reported a factual thing. Pelosi didn't like it. And so she went after the news companies to get that guy fired. That, that reporter suspended. We have no idea what his fate will be for daring to cross Nancy Pelosi. And then they went after Facebook and Twitter to take down this video because they didn't like it. Democrats are outraged after Facebook and Twitter have refused to remove a video the president tweeted last week, the State of the Union address, that was misleadingly edited to make it appear as though House Nancy Pelosi tore up a copy of Trump's speech while he was introducing the last living Tuskegee Airman. Pelosi's decision to tear up the president's speech, which she actually did at the conclusion of the State of the Union on Tuesday night, was controversial in and of itself. Democrats praise the House Speaker for standing up to the president. Do you see how they lie? Do you see how they manipulate, how they twist, and how these goblins at their disposal writing these kind of articles are using the manipulation of words in the English language itself to try and hide from you the evidence and the truth that you deserve to know, ladies and gentlemen. This is the tactic. It is absolutely and completely sickening. It rots the soul and it brings into stark relief our skepticism. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And our demand for true and factual information inside of the Paul Pelosi attack 
story. We've been victims of the Pelosi's ourselves. They tried to get our video deep six. They tried to get our accounts banned from the internet for posting a true video of what Nancy Pelosi did on camera. Speaking of things that happen on camera, while we were filming in front of Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco, we were robbed. Just want to drop one final little thing in the bucket here. We did a story on Nancy's mansions. We've since published this video. We held off, actually, because we didn't want to publish something about Nancy Pelosi's uh, properties during this attack scenario. This happened. We went to San Francisco and filmed a week before the Paul Pelosi attack in the middle of October 2022. While in front of Nancy Pelosi's home, which is, by the way, on it's publicly available information. OK, they, she has to report all this stuff, all of her mansions. She has multiple publicly available information in front of her house. We were robbed. In case you're wondering, like, exactly how safe San Francisco is underneath Nancy Pelosi's stewardship, we got robbed directly in front of Nancy Pelosi's house. A crime was committed against us. Uh, It could have been potentially tens of thousands of dollars of equipment stolen. Thankfully, nothing extremely expensive was stolen. Uh, This is what it looked like. Hey, so listen, my backpack got stolen yesterday across the street from Nancy Pelosi's house. We were here filming, and while we were out, I had my backpack in the car. Someone reached in and pulled it out. I I can't believe in this city, in Nancy's district, across from her house, our stuff is getting stolen. Not much was in there. My hoodie, my favorite backpack, things like that. But it's embarrassing. You know, we came here to capture the crime and the homelessness. And outside of Pelosi's house, it happened. Not only did we capture it, but we experienced it. Can't believe it. Pride comes before destruction. That was, of course, our excellent director of photography here at The Benny Show. Rolls Royce, as we call him, Royce Chamberlain. Uh, An absolute hero of the Republic, Royce Carried on without his backpack and his duct tape and his bubble gum. And we were able to create a wonderful uh, documentary, 30-minute documentary about Nancy's mansions. And we encourage you to go watch it on YouTube. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, another hero of the Republic, somebody who's fought directly Nancy Pelosi. Nay, I say, the person who has fought Pelosi the most directly in Congress, not Kevin McCarthy, not Jim Jordan, not Matt Gaetz. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Boebert, and the person who is uh, probably the bravest member of Congress who is always standing the gap to defend you and possibly has some answers about Nancy Pelosi, she joins the program right now, Lauren Boebert. Congresswoman, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, You have stood up against Nancy Pelosi uh, many, many times. She is no longer the leader of the House Democrats. Now they will be releasing a lot of footage about the Paul Pelosi attack. Of course, we want everyone to live safely and happily. Nancy Pelosi uh, installed magnanimers, right? Like big, you know, big uh, 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 magnetic metal detectors inside of uh, Congress. People say that that was because of you. People say that was because you were open because because you wanted to conceal carry inside of Congress. And she was right. doing that partially as an attack on you. Maybe you can talk through, like, what is a post-Pelosi Congress like? What's the atmosphere like right now? Let's start off with that. Well, Benny, I have to learn how to do Congress all over again. It's kind of like being <laughs> a freshman again. Um, and it's completely different here. People are allowed in the building. Members of Congress don't have to go through metal detectors to go uh basically into our main office, the House floor. And uh, and actually, Benny, I don't know if you know this, but 
we vote on the House floor with our voting cards and there's a green yes button that I just learned about. And I actually get to vote yes on legislation <laughs> now that I am for that's going to benefit the country. Um, but it's really great um, to not have a speaker that calls me the enemy within yes. and um, sparks all of this controversy and outrage um, with uh, the loons that follow the speaker to come after me um, because of that rhetoric. So, uh, you know, I'm really glad that Speaker Pelosi is no longer speaker. And it, it almost feels like America and the United States Capitol again. Are you still are, are you still carrying to work? Are you allowed to do this in the new Republican Congress? I am absolutely armed in Washington, D.C. In fact, I just went and renewed my uh, concealed carry permit here in D.C. You have to do that every two years. Um, so grateful to have it, but also um, sucks to have to have it. Um, because we do have the Second Amendment, um, which should prevent us from all of these crazy gun laws and restrictions. Uh, it's it's interesting in the court of in a court of law, you can simply plead the fifth, and they say, okay, yeah, that's your right. But uh, anywhere else in America, you can't just say I plead the second, and people say, you know, that's all right, you can do that. Um, but you know, that that's the time that we're in, and that's why we're fighting for freedom to be returned to the American people. And it's it's a fight worth being engaged in and worth pursuing. And it's something that I do think that um, will uh, eventually begin to gain ground on. What like what am I doing every single show, Lauren? Because every single show I'm left saying, wait a second, is Speaker McCarthy actually doing what Lauren Boebert and what Matt Gates fought for? Like this is actually happening. I cannot yeah. believe it. So can you give us an update? Of course, we were all with you in your fight. We watched the hits. We watched it. We did the TikTok. We followed along. And now it seems like you won. Yes. Uh, um America won. Uh, yes. Our voters won. Yes. And so this is yes. so exciting um, to uh, to have this historic fundamental victory here in Washington, D.C. Everyone knows that Congress is broken. And we had um, started negotiations back in the summer with uh, then leader McCarthy. And uh, we were supposed to have such a massive red wave that the negotiations that we were presenting didn't really matter because we didn't have the numbers for them to matter. Uh, it didn't. Uh, it, it was OK that we wanted change and everyone else didn't because our numbers were so few. However, when we saw that we have this razor thin five seat majority, uh, we uh, went back to um, Leader McCarthy and, and said, this is what we want. This is how we want to fundamentally change Congress. Those negotiations um, became more frequent and aggressive. And even on January, on January 2nd, um, Matt Gates, myself and chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Scott Perry, were able to walk into um, Kevin McCarthy's office and say, we have 218 votes for you. You could be speaker on uh, the first ballot with gavel in hand if you accept these concessions. Uh, they weren't accepted that day. In fact, we were even threatened that any, if anyone voted against Kevin McCarthy, that none of the rules that were already accepted will, would be put into place. So we needed assurances. And we were able to get some amazing victories, and I'll just go through some of them really quickly. Mm -hmm. We have single-subject legislation. 47 state legislatures in America have single-subject legislation. We certainly should be able to uh, enforce that in Washington, D.C. Also, any amendments that are made to the single-subject legis legislation have to be germane to the bill. No more Nancy Pelosi con game of titling a bill one way and loading it with a bunch of garbage that has nothing to do with it. We have 72 full hours to read a bill before we vote on it. We're going to have 
regular order. Uh, legislation has to go through the committee of jurisdiction before it goes to the House floor and um, to be able to have debate and markup and uh, amendments. Um, and, and then also we'll have 12 individual appropriations bills, uh, no more omnibus bills. So these are massive wins um, for the American people. Um, we don't have to pass a bill to find out what's in it. We'll know what's in it when we're voting on it, before we vote on it. And, and then we have some amazing committees that were set up. There's a China task force. There's a weaponization of the federal government, a uh, special select committee that will be um, funded uh, at or above uh, the January 6th committee levels. So it'll be fully staffed and have the resources it needs um, for those members to uh, issue subpoenas and, and, and go after the people who need to be held accountable. Now, there's a many other concessions that were made, the Holman rule, that'll be really powerful in putting bureaucrats in check with their salaries individually. Um, and, and so hopefully uh, we won't have to use it too much because bureaucrats will start saying, hey, I, I don't want my paycheck affected by this. Uh, and then there's so many other great things um, that we were able to get. And ultimately, we got there. And I think that Speaker McCarthy will be a better and stronger speaker because of our efforts. And I look forward to his success um, because we've given him all the tools um, uh, available to be a really great speaker. And we've also empowered each individual member of Congress as well. Oh, wonderful. I mean, it's just absolutely wonderful. To, it, it is amazing because what you did was you did trial by fire. Rules of laws of the jungle. And you made the man walk over the coals. He was kissed by the fire. And now he's going to be a hardened warrior at the other end of it. The weaponization of the federal government. You're on oversight. Is this? Yes. This is correct, right? So congratulations. I Thank probably you. should have started with that. That is a huge, that is a huge committee to be on, possibly the most important. Uh, give us a preview of what's about to happen on oversight. Uh, we are already hitting the ground running. Uh, our first several um, committee hearings that we're going to have um, go after um, some of the things that Americans are most frustrated about, um, the waste and fraud with the, all of the COVID funding that has gone out. Um, we're going to have investigations on the border. We're going to have investigations about big tech and their censorship and, and so much more. And, and we are going to issue subpoenas uh, regularly and seriously and bring these people in. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people want to see these top named um, uh, folks, uh, Anthony Fauci, Secretary Mayorkas come in, and, and I'm sure they will. Um, but really, it's the underlings that we want to have come in before the committee. That's who I want to subpoena and bring in, because these aren't people who are professionals at testifying in Congress. They don't want their names in the paper. They don't want to appear before Congress. And I believe that we'll be able to get more information and less filibuster out of the folks that are maybe third in line to Anthony Fauci or even a little bit farther down, uh, because this isn't what they signed up for. Anthony Fauci knows how to filibuster. He knows how to give us the runaround. And if he doesn't, well, then he'll just lie in Congress. He's perfectly comfortable with that as well. Um, but there's a lot that we're going to be investigating. And I don't want um, the oversight, judiciary, the weaponization of the federal government committee, any of those to be just show pony political theater committees. I want actual investigation. I want what we learn to be referred um, to uh, the the judiciary branch, uh, the the judicial branch, and mm -hmm. um, and and have people actually held accountable for the corruption that they've been engaged in. So you mentioned Anthony Fauci lying. He's obviously been caught in demonstrable and verifiable lies in Congress. If he lied to your committee, would you stage a criminal referral? I mean, this is obviously uh, th there are many codes in Congress. I, I can't name them off the top of my head, but there are many codes in Congress. We talk about them regularly. You're not allowed to lie to Congress. 
right. Congresswoman, you're not allowed to have somebody come in and verifiably lie right. to you. And so would you be issuing criminal referral? I mean, will the Bannon rule apply here? Will you be issuing criminal referrals to these Biden regime members that come in and, and, and lie openly to your committee? Benny, we absolutely will. Look, there has been no real oversight um, for quite some time, um, certainly for the past two years where Democrats have had a super majority. There has been no actual oversight in the House or the Senate. And in this Congress, there still won't be oversight, proper oversight in the Senate. So we have a lot of work to do here on the House where we do hold those gavels. And um, absolutely, you lie before Congress, you will be held to account. Um, you will be referred uh, uh, criminally uh, for what you have done. And, and if you ignore a subpoena, well, the Democrats have already set the precedence. If you ignore a congressional subpoena, well, you will be held in contempt of Congress, indicted and sent to jail. We're not messing around. They have set the precedence and, uh, and we are not going to let up and take it easy on them. I, I'm tired of the Republican Party thinking they have to do everything Democrat light uh, to get by. No, the American people want answers. Unaffiliated voters don't like corruption. They, they don't like um, all, all of these nefarious things that, going, that are going on. They're unaffiliated for a reason. They, I, they say, let me alone. Let me live a quiet and peaceable life. And just you stay out of my life. I'll stay out of your uh, you know, it, there's a reason they're in the center and they want people um, to be trustworthy, to be truthful. And, uh, and and certainly accountability has to take place. So I'm so excited to serve on oversight. I'll also be serving on uh, natural resources, which is um, my top priority, um, especially in my district, um, working on the water and everything. It's so frustrating what California does with water, sending 95 percent of the water they could have stored into the ocean because, well, Democrats don't want to store water but they gripe about not having water. So um, be serving there as well. And uh, hopefully we'll have some massive wins um, for um, our energy development, energy independence, our water resources, our forests, and all that great stuff. So there's a lot of work to do this Congress. Final question for you. And I know that there is a lot of work. And it's like, there are so many simultaneous scandals that are happening with the Biden regime. It, it is it, it, you are spoiled for choice as to what to go after. However, right. what we have been covering this week and the past few weeks has been the pretty egregious use of classified information seemingly to help Hunter Biden in his business dealings. That's been a real hot one, uh, particularly mm -hmm. this 22-point email about Ukraine sent to his Ukrainian partners, uh, seemingly directly from Foggy Bottom, directly from the State Department, uh, funneled through Hunter vis-a-vis, -vis, you'd have to assume, his father uh, to make the mm -hmm. Biden family money. Uh, one, will you be issuing subpoenas uh, on this document scandal, on the classified document scandal? Two, uh, will Hunter Biden be testifying? Oh, gosh, I sure hope so. Uh, you know, we we certainly are going to be issuing subpoenas and there's going to be multiple committees that are going after this. Um, but the oversight committee certainly will. Um, you know, who doesn't have classified documents these days? It seems um, they're they're just coming out everywhere. And and what you what you allow um, tends to keep repeating itself. Uh, if we would have actually held Hillary Clinton accountable mm. for the classified documents that she had, mm. then maybe um, the 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 standard of being allowed to conceal these classified documents and um, uh, would would be broken. Uh, I think that Joe Biden's real um, downfall and probably his biggest regret is he didn't use bleach bit and a hammer. Uh, but the real concern to me is the double standard. Democrats are searched and Republicans are raided. Uh, the White House is dodging questions on this. 
they, they really seem to be hiding something here. And one question I want answered is why did the DA, DOJ wait until after the midterms hmm. to bring this forward? Um, I think that there's a lot of different angles that you could look at all these classified documents. Um, are the Democrats done with Joe Biden? Um, are they saying this is this their signal to say we found something that we can um, that we could get behind and say, no, this is a problem. And we're going to push him aside and make room for, say, Gavin Newsom or whoever their front runner may be uh, for the 2024 election? Or um, are they scrambling and um, and really trying to hide this uh, because their guy, uh, the big guy, was busted multiple times with these classified documents? So there's a lot of things that the Oversight Committee needs to look into and have these investigations on. And certainly subpoenas will be issued uh, for all of this. Good. It's so wonderful to hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, you 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 ask for members of Congress to represent you, members of Congress that have iron in their spine and gunpowder in their gut and who are willing to actually fight. And Lauren Boebert is that member of Congress distilled into a fine Colorado whiskey. So thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the program. Please, Congresswoman, come back soon. Thanks so much, Benny. Godspeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they are naming acts in Congress after Nancy Pelosi. That's right. The Pelosi Act has been introduced. No, we ain't done with Nancy Pelosi in this story yet. Tell you what. And also, Lauren Boebert's exactly right. They did rip the metal detectors out of Congress. Nancy Pelosi installed metal detectors in Congress. Uh, Various members of Congress, you are allowed to care. I mean, this is Presume outside of Congress in giant letters that are two foot tall is the Constitution of the United States defending our Constitution inside of that Constitution, the Second Amendment. But you're not allowed to carry if you're a member of Congress. Mm -mm. No, no, no. And so thankfully, we have Republican rule and order is being restored. And maybe some order will be restored with the banning of insider trading in Congress with the new Pelosi Act. Wow. Way to go. Josh Hawley, who's introducing this in the Senate. Uh, Go ahead and watch uh, Josh Hawley and the Nancy Pelosi insider trading debacle. Of course, we've covered this many, many times on the show. Every single time. And it's happening right now, by the way. Nancy Pelosi sold $3 million worth of stock in Google just a week before the DOJ announces that they're investigating Google for monetization and ad practices that are uh, monopolistic. Watch. But like everything with the Pelosi's, this isn't the only controversy they're caught up in. As you know, Nancy and Paul are prolific traders. Even Warren Buffett wonders, how do they do it? Just this week, we learned that Paul and Nance sold 30,000 shares of Google last month, bringing home about three million. Did Nancy know something we didn't know? Well, of course she did. Just yesterday, the Biden Department of Justice launched a huge antitrust lawsuit against Google which sent their stock price down two and a half percent. Once again, their timing impeccable. Amazing how they're always able to get out just at the right moment, like Indiana Jones grabbing his hat. This is nothing new for the Pelosi's. This is how they do business. Remember, NVIDIA, Pelosi dumped 25,000 shares of the chip company at a loss and what we thought was a rare miss for the Silicon Queen. But sure enough, The stock dropped 20% right after she unloaded it. And they did the same thing with Microsoft, remember? Paulie P picked up $5 million worth of shares just 12 days 
before the Pentagon announced a $22 billion federal contract with the company. Microsoft won the bid to sell night vision goggles to the Army. How'd the Pelosi's know about the goggles? Only a handful of people knew about the goggles. Nancy's always in the know. Let me state this. It should be illegal for members of Congress to trade. I know enough members of Congress to know. I know a specific member of Congress that has access to information that could make anyone millions of dollars. Any pauper could make millions of dollars with the access to information uh, that gets shared uh, with me over a dinner table. It is egregious. And all Nancy Pelosi has done is accumulate power control of the press, control of narratives in order to try and protect yourself from these types of deals. But it's breaking through, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember uh, back in the day when we had a real media and they actually asked questions of powerful people? Nancy Pelosi literally spit her dentures out when 60 Minutes came to a press conference to ask her about insider trading. Go. This isn't new. The media has known this for years. Remember the FISA or the Visa IPO? Some even called that a conflict of interest. Madam Leader, um, I wanted to ask you why you and your husband back in March of 2008 um, accepted and participated in a very large IPO deal from Visa. At a time there was major uh, legislation affecting their credit card companies making its way through the um, through the house. And did you consider that to be a conflict of interest? Do you think it's all right for uh, a speaker uh, to accept uh, a very preferential and favorable uh, stock deal? Well, we did. You participated in the IPO. Congressional Republicans have watched while Nancy pumps and dumps stocks right in their face, manipulating legislation so Pauly P can profit. I mean, we had bills that were moving through the Judiciary Committee that passed out of the Judiciary Committee that broke up big tech, and we were all getting ready for them to come to the floor. And on the dip, Paul Pelosi bought a bunch of those stocks. Wow. And then guess what? Guess what, Tim? They never came to the floor. Wow. What a surprise. Yeah, we're all surprised, too, (laughs) which is why Senator Josh Hawley doesn't want any more surprises. He unveiled his new bill today that makes every member of Congress put their investments in a blind trust. This prevents elected leaders from owning securities and investments, or he's calling it the Pelosi Act. (laughs) Look at that. A Republican in the U.S. Senate is looking to prevent lawmakers and their spouses from trading stocks on which officials would have privileged information and use the bill's title to make a not-so-subtle dig at former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. On Tuesday, Senator Josh Hawley introduced the Pelosi Act, officially preventing elected leaders from owning securities and investments, requiring members and their spouses to divest any holdings and put them in a blind trust within six months of entering office. Members of Congress and their spouses should not be using the position to get rich in the stock market. I am today introducing legislation to ban stock trading and ownership by members of Congress. I call it the Pelosi Act, he wrote on Twitter. Twitter. This comes after revelations that Nancy Pelosi's husband traded between one and five million dollars in stocks and semiconductors just before Congress allocated 52 million to the industry. The stocks were later sold at a loss to remove the appearance of impropriety. Other lawmakers and their spouses made similarly advantageous trades, including Senator Richard Blue Richard Burr, correction, Republican from North Carolina, who sold investments after receiving classified briefings on the coronavirus pandemic. Hawley's bill excludes mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, and treasury bond purchases. Hawley's bill would require any profits made by a lawmaker to be returned to the American taxpayer. What a beautiful act. Man, we love Josh Hawley, but like, holy smokes, this is like 
super based. Watch. But the voters send members of Congress to Washington. They expect them to do the people's business, not to be day trading on the stock market, not to be using the information that they get from briefings to go and make a quick buck on Wall Street. So here's what my bill does. It says no more trading of stocks by members of Congress. In fact, no more ownership of stocks by members of Congress. If you want to save, fine, put it in a mutual fund like most Americans do. But Nancy Pelosi is the perfect example of what should not be happening in D.C., which is people getting rich on the stock market off of information they know because they're a member of Congress. And Pelosi, what, traded between one million and five million in stocks for semiconductors only days before Congress allocated 52 million to the industry. Am I right on that, uh, Senator? That's the report, Sean. And there's lots of reports like that with her, with her family and other members of Congress. I mean, this is a problem that has been going on for years. And she is just a perfect example of how rich people can get by using their information. Listen, insider trading is already illegal. And we're talking here about members of Congress, the briefings that they get, the information that we have from hearings. It's it's information that most Americans don't have because, of course, that's why they send us to Congress is to do their business, not to turn that around and to get rich off of it. That's why I call it the Pelosi Act. We need to act right now. So check this bill out. There it is. The Pelosi Act, ladies and gentlemen, from Josh Hawley. Uh, named right there, the Pelosi Act. Good for him. <laughs> uh, let's make a couple things clear here. Insider trading is illegal. Insider trading is partially what they're getting Sam Bankman freed and Bernie Madoff and Enron and all these people. The worst financial crimes in history is insider trading. Martha freaking Stewart is in prison, not now, but went to prison for trying to secure a $45,000 profit. Nancy Pelosi is worth well over $100 million through exactly this practice, insider trading. Remember, Martha Stewart, the lady who did the cooking shows and flower arrangement shows, that lady went to jail for making like a percentage point and trying to insider trade. So now, Nancy Pelosi, like, how is this legal in Congress? The way it works in Congress is you sit on a committee, you hear classified information, You hear monetary information about where large industries are going to move. Lobbyists come into your office and sit in closed door meetings and tell you what their industries are about to do. And then there's no laws governing you from going and investing in Raytheon, Northrop Grumman and Boeing when you are aware that Ukraine is about to be invaded and we're about to spend billions of dollars in in aid weapons to them. There's nothing to stop you. Go ahead and check. Go ahead and check this great account called Unusual Whales, which does a stock ticker to show how members of Congress outperform the hedge fund traders, the pros on Wall Street, how members of Congress like clown the professionals, the Wolf of Wall Street guys, Gordon Geckos, greed is good. Members of Congress just completely destroy them. With their insider trading knowledge, it should be illegal. The people who did it should be in jail, just like Martha Stewart, just like Martha Stewart. Maybe they can get a show with Snoop Dogg afterward. Nancy Pelosi is banned from communion by her own archbishop in San Francisco. We did hunt this information down. So maybe not the uh, archbishop. Archbishop bars Pelosi from communion over her support of abortion rights again. Ladies and gentlemen, we make sure that we present only the facts to you. Uh, So we're not sure if this archbishop is the one who went and did the exorcism inside of Pelosi's house. 
Babylon B had a headline that after the exorcism, Nancy Pelosi became a Republican wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, and that their that exorcism took a very, very, very long time. Ladies and gentlemen, we can think of a number of other places that probably deserve a, uh, a proper exorcism. Not sure that any amount of holy water could fix the Hunter Biden laptop, but at least we know the truth now. And members of Congress are starting to get wise. You just heard Lauren Boebert say that they will be issuing subpoenas on this soon. Very good. Incredibly suspicious Hunter Biden email may be based on classified info. A GOP senator says that GOP senator is the super based Ron Johnson talking about the 22 point email. Very suspicious from 2014. And it looks like it's classified information that was handed to Hunter Biden vis-a-vis his father. Ron Johnson said that the April 12th, 2014 message to one of the first son's business partners resembles documents that the State Department members gives the Senate when they travel overseas. It reads like one of those scene setters. Highly detailed information in terms of Ukraine, Johnson told Fox News Tuesday. The email from Hunter to Devin Archer includes a granular 22-point memo that the Biden Scion described as thoughts after doing some research. Those thoughts include prescient predictions that Petro Poroshenko would be elected Ukraine's president the following month and that some of the decentralization uh, will occur in the east. It also includes correct predictions about what Russia was about to do in the region and American responses to it. Go ahead and listen to Ron Johnson on Fox saying that um, maybe this is what this classified document scandal is actually about. Uh, What's very interesting is uh, the news reports now are are highlighting an email that Hunter wrote to Devin Archer on April 13th, 2014. Uh, It reads, from my standpoint, uh, I've traveled overseas and you get uh, what they call scene setters from the State Department. It reads like one of those scene setters. Uh, Highly detailed information in terms of Ukraine. This is when uh, Devin Archer and and, uh, Hunter Biden were trying to get on the border Burisma and, you know, get their, you know, three, four million dollars worth of payday uh, trying to show, prove their worth. But April 13th, three days later, Vice President Biden meets with Devin Archer in the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the email. Of course, we will always show you the evidence. This is all we ever want in the Paul Pelosi attack. We want the evidence. Give us all the evidence so we can say, oh, that's what happened. Got it. Here's the evidence of Hunter Biden and the classified information. This 22-point email from the crackhead. He was a crackhead at the time. He had just been kicked out of the Navy. Hunter Biden smoking crack, writing this extremely diplomatic worded email with all these correct predictions using the diplomatic abbreviation for Russia? Are you? Hmm. Seems curious. So what's going to happen to Hunter Biden? Start issuing subpoenas, baby. Start issuing subpoenas. Kamala Harris breaks silence on Biden's document scandal, raises questions and suspicions. Oh, baby. Who stands to benefit if Biden gets taken down by this document scandal? As we have posited uh, weekly here, that this is a flex by the administrative state and the deep state uh, against Joe Biden, somebody that they don't want running because he can't go up a flight of stairs. He can't ride a bicycle. Uh, he's had multiple aneurysms, strokes, cancer, bouts with cancer and so on and so forth. Uh, well, the administrative state that is benefited by having a singular Democrat one party rule. And so when Kamala Harris is asked about this, which is what happened yesterday, Kamala Harris eerily quiet about President Joe Biden's classified document scandal, causing at least some Republicans to believe that Harris could be angling to push Biden out of the way for shot at the Oval Office. 
Kamala Harris delivered several public statements since the scandal was leaked to the press on January 9th. She has neither supported Biden nor condemned any of the wrongdoing. Her public comments during the time frame have largely remained on script, ranging from global warming to Venn diagrams to electric school buses. The communication strategy appears noticeably different from her attacks on former President Donald Trump and his mishandling of classified materials. In August, Harris slammed Trump as irresponsible. It's just highly irresponsible for anyone who calls themselves a leader to certainly anyone who has the United States of America to engage in rhetoric for the sake of a political objective, <laughs> Kamala Harris said. And I paraphrase there. Kamala Harris asked about classified documents. Watch. Madam Vice President, do you have a moment to talk about classified documents? Did you ever take classified documents home as a senator? Oh, the cackling. Oh, we should have played a cringe alert ahead of that. Ladies and gentlemen, Kamala Harris never missing a chance to cackle in the face of the dumpster fire that is the Biden regime, especially as Joe Biden twists in the wind and is wrought for all of his uh, political failings by the same institution that, of course, uh, installed him as president, ladies and gentlemen, because Joe Biden didn't run for president. Joe Biden hid in a basement with his classified documents and his Corvette sleeping, presumably in the Corvette covering himself for warmth with the classified documents. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden installed as president by places like CNN that has now turned on him, by people like the Obama regime members and apparatchiks that now staff him, and Obama himself, strangely, curiously quiet on this, as we heard yesterday from Mike Davis, all of this would go away if Obama just said, no, I gave Joe Biden the permission to have the classified documents, because I have the plenary and summary power of declassification as president, I therefore will make sure that Joe Biden doesn't have any problems here. Barack Obama silent. Kamala Harris silent and or, and or cackling. Kamala Harris is loving this. National Archives skips deadlines to disclose Biden classified document scandal. That's a little strange. The National Archives have missed the House Oversight Committee's deadline to comply with the requested documents related to Joe Biden's classified document scandal, according to the committee's spokesperson. On January 10th, the committee demanded the National Archives hand over the records detailing the interactions between Biden's attorney and the Department of Justice on January 24th. The National Archives have not produced the requested documents the committee at this time. Well, it sounds like by vis-a-vis -vis the Bannon rule, all these people need to go to jail. It's unclear why Biden's attorneys were initially looking for his illegally stashed documents at the Penn Biden Center. Neither the White House nor the Department of Justice have provided any reason for the search. A quick reminder here, ladies and gentlemen, that is the cover-up. That gets you in the end, not the actual crime. White House suggests reporters have access to Biden because they can shout questions at him. Hmm. Corinne Jean-Pierre is, of course, taking the Baghdad Bob version of uh, PR work now. Baghdad Bob version. So while Baghdad's being invaded and bombed behind you, you just stand in front of the cameras going, everything's fine. Everything's okay. We're not being invaded. Pay no attention to the bombs that are dropping behind me. Ladies and gentlemen, Corinne Jean-Pierre is, of course, uh, absolutely having the wheels spin off and is a, uh, a, a absolute Thelma and Louise level flying the car directly over the cliff into the canyon at this point during these press conferences. No one hates their life more than Corrine Jean-Pierre right now. And that is quite plainly evident when you watch her do her job. <laughs> the president had said he was going to 
talk to us about this soon. He did make brief comments last week, but does he have any plans to answer the questions that we've been posing to him to perhaps hold a press conference so that we no, can understand have a range I of questions? Totally to understand the question. Uh, I don't have anything to preview right at this time on uh, on any any uh, opportunities for the president to address this. Uh, but as you all know, and I know questions were shouted earlier, there's many opportunities that you all have with him uh, where he takes your takes all of your questions, and he has over the past uh, two weeks. He answered questions. No, I understand. We've been shouting. No, he's answered. Actually, when he was in California, he took no, a, que he took a question. When he was in Mexico City, he was asked. He took a question the day after that. Right. No, but the day after that, he took a question. So I'm just saying that it's not that he hasn't addressed this at all. He has. Uh, I just don't have anything to preview on a you know potential press, press conference or anything like that, and an opportunity uh, that you all will have to hear from him directly. But Again, he has been asked a question a couple of times and he's answered it. And you all have heard from him uh, on that. Do you remember when Alpha Donald Trump would like crisp up his jacket and walk over to a wall of press, eight people deep and eight people high and go, time to talk to the fake news. And he'd wander over there and listen to all of their questions and would stand there for like 30 odd minutes, at least going down the line and just taking any question. That would be asked of him, any of them, Jim Acosta, some of the like biggest TDS sufferers in the press corps. They got a chance to like get in Trump's face and like spittle could just fly on Trump and Trump would stand there and take the questions because you know what? Tran that's what transparency looks like. That's what accountability to the American people looks like. That's what the First Amendment looks like. Freedom of the press, actually. Uh, this is not what it looks like. This is the same version uh, in the Biden regime. Go. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Come on, man. <laughs> I've been telling Rolls Royce, we got to use more. Come on, man. The more you, Joe. The more you, Joe. Oh, man. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kareen Jean Pierre cannot guarantee that there won't be more classified documents found. As we have prepped you, they are readying for more raids on more Biden houses. We will bring you that news when it hits. Joe Biden will be spending uh, the weekend at Camp David. That is the wartime footing for any president, the diplomatic, very dangerous meeting point for the president, essentially like a military base for the president of the United States in Camp David in Maryland. Uh, get ready, ladies and gentlemen. More classified docs to come. We'll see. Watch. Can you assure the American people that when President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris leave office, no classified documents will walk away with them to places they shouldn't be? So I'm going to be very careful here. Uh, as you can imagine, what I can say is repeat what the president has said multiple times. Uh, he takes classified information. Uh, he takes classified documents very seriously. Uh, his team currently is fully cooperating uh, with uh, the legal uh, procedure that is happening under the Department of Justice and also the special uh, counsel. I'm just not going to go beyond that. Uh, I'm not going to predict or, or, or uh, lay out uh, anything that might happen in the future. What I can say is this is something that the president, uh, this is a matter, an issue that the president takes very seriously. 
Ladies and gentlemen, how would Joe Biden get classified documents? Well, classified documents are not just kept in a garage. Classified documents are kept in something called a SCIF. That is a secure information facility. It's an abbreviation for a secure information facility that doesn't allow cell phones, that doesn't allow electronics, that cannot be hacked, that has no uh, connection with the outside world, and that has people with guns guarding it at all times. And that's where you go and see classified documents. You have to actually walk in and request classified documents inside of the SCIF. They have them in the House. They have them in the Senate. They have them in various government buildings. They have them in the White House. They also have them in presidential libraries if you want to go see classified documents that have been released to presidential libraries. SCIFs are a normal thing. You are not allowed to go in and take photographs of documents or to grab the documents and walk out with them shoved down the front of your pants. Actually, a Clinton aide tried to do this exact same, this exact thing. So it is very important to ask the question, how the hell did Joe Biden get these classified documents? out of these skiff these secure facilities this seems ex like as big of a scandal as anything how did he get them out what's going on john kirby one of the biggest liars in dc the depart uh, department of defense spokesperson uh, had this to say about that exact question john how hard is it to walk out of a skiff with classified material everybody who goes in to a skiff uh knows what the requirements are to go in um, and knows uh, what the requirements are to go out. Um, you, you know, there's, you can't bring personal devices in and uh, you certainly can't uh, leave uh, with uh, material unless that material is appropriately secured. How the hell did Joe Biden get out with this material? There's so many questions. As always, this is Occam's razor, ladies and gentlemen. The conclusion that has the least amount of assumptions, it's got to be the right one. It's got to be the right one. So use that in the Paul Pelosi case. Use that in the document case. It won't send you astray. Occam's razor. It's the easiest way to look at life. The least amount of conclusions that you have to jump to, probably the right conclusion. Probably the easiest answer. The simplest answer is probably the best answer. The simplest answer is probably that Joe Biden was stealing this classified information in order to get his family rich, obviously, in order to get, in, in order to get these plum jobs and positions for Hunter Biden. Because who the hell else would hire this crackhead human trafficker? Great question. We certainly wouldn't, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We certainly enjoy the fact that we can talk about this and enjoy the fact that we can talk about this with you on a platform that allows free speech. And allowing free speech is a good thing, and that is why we are super happy that Donald Trump has come back to Facebook and Instagram. More free speech, more speech, not less. That is what must happen. This broke last night. We went live on it, but we thought we'd end the show with a little button up of good news here. Donald Trump will be coming back to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. He's already back on Twitter. Uh, all sum total, he has 150 million followers across Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. That is a ton of people. That is half the nation, right? Without the number, without without illegal immigrant numbers. 330 million Americans. So half the country follows Donald Trump. You have to assume that there's like international followings there. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Why is Donald Trump doing it? Well, one, Donald Trump's doing it because these were the wrong decisions to be made in the first place. Donald Trump did not foment any type of, 
you can go back and look at the actual post. Donald Trump says, don't riot, be peaceful, don't attack police. Donald Trump, n- none of this stuff. It was all, this was all manufactured. And that's that's demonstrably true. You can go back, you can listen to the speech, and you can read what he posted on social media. So all of that, again, was just like a, they were trying to hit the pressure release valve, essentially. And now they're allowing Donald Trump back. Meta will reinstate former President Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts in the coming weeks after a two-year suspension. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, this is a very, very good thing. Uh, We know exactly why this is happening uh, and why Donald Trump will be back on these platforms. Uh, uh, Believe that. But let's play the news. Fox News alert breaking just a few moments ago. Facebook is allowing Donald Trump back on their platform. That means Instagram will also be seeing Donald Trump back. Facebook executive Nick Clegg just explained this to Brett Baer. We believe the American people should hear uh, from, including on, on our apps and services, from those who want to, who want to lead them. And he's a former president of, the, of this country, uh, vying to be a candidate for the next presidential elections. So Donald Trump's back on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we are awaiting what he has to say. And as the former president says, we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see what happens. Complicated business. Complicated business. Sorry for the wait. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Yes. Donald Trump on Truth Social saying this. Donald Trump talking about Facebook, which has lost billions of dollars, deplatforming your favorite president, announcing that they will be reinstating my account. Thank you to Truth Social for doing such an incredible job. Growth is outstanding. Futures Unlimited should have never been banned. That's true. That's absolutely correct. We want More speech, not less. We want more information, not less information. We want more people to be able to talk and more ideas to be able to share, be shared. And that is why we certainly thank you for watching. We certainly want to share our opinion and your opinion on this show. Donald Trump wants to be back on social media because he's running for president again. And these are very, very valuable fundraising tools. You cannot run a national campaign for president without massive fundraising operations and without the ability to reach people on these huge platforms that will not go away in our lifetime. So Donald Trump will be using them to run for president and we will be watching and we will be bringing you the news because that is our directive here. Our directive is to give you thought and clarity, peace and Also, correct information. Also, perhaps some uplifting information. We always try and end the show with some uplifting news. Sometimes there is no uplifting news. So we go to the official good word at the end of every single show. We have a Bible verse of the day. This verse for today comes from the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament verses, man. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. Good old-fashioned Old Testament truth. Bring it, baby. The Lord has taken away your punishment and has turned back your enemy. You will never again feel any harm. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we want. We don't want anyone to be harmed. We don't want anyone to suffer in this country. We want peace. We want productivity. We want passion. And ladies and gentlemen, above all else, we want to figure out what happened with Paul Pelosi. I mean, come on. 
But what drives us more than anything every single day is this, God, family, country. That's why we do this show. That is our ethos here. We do this show because of you. We are not uh, strings attached to any corporation. We are like sitting here independently fighting for you. And we will continue to fight every single day. That is the way we go. On offense. Go, go, go. On offense. Go, go, go. On the Benning Show. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and Godspeed. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.